0: Hey, y'all. Welcome to Shades of Brown, the podcast that discusses the ever-evolving and sometimes contradicting thoughts of a Black millennial. I'm your host, Allie B, and I'm happy you're back with me for another episode. I would actually like to solicit your uh, feedback in regards to what introductory segment I should do. So like season three, I did the Brown Beat, which I really liked. And I did a couple different ones, season one and season two. I think like season one, I played games with my guests. Like Never Have I Ever, I think was one of them. And there may have been another one. And I'm still not sure what I want to do for this season. Maybe I should do a mixture of all of the introductory segments I've done over the last two years. I don't know, but I do want to add something into this beginning part instead of, you know, getting right into the uh, topic. So, yeah, y'all let me know what y'all what y'all think I should do for like a quick five minute segment at the beginning of each episode. I'm still not sure yet. I'm thinking about it, but I would love some ideas from you. So if you have an idea, I would love to hear it. So you can head over to social media to tell me that as well, which is everything Allie B on Instagram and Facebook. and. Mother Wound Healer on TikTok. So, yeah, let's get into today's episode. The purpose of this episode is to encourage you to stay the course, to encourage you to give yourself grace and to give others grace as we all figure out this thing called life. So, let's unpack it. Life has a way of applying pressure to us in order to determine what's really inside, what's really good, what do you really believe. I know what you say but what's really real and sometimes this could be spiritual warfare but a lot of times it's just life being life doing what it does to us all whatever the case though we're going to be tested our healing is going to be tested what we believe is going to be tested our core values is going to be tested we're just going to be tested that's just life you know in regards to our healing journey it's the same thing you know I- i've shared a lot of my journey in regards to when I started this process back in twenty eighteen, it was when I first went to therapy. I was at my wits end and I was like, something is wrong. Let me, let me go get checked out. Let me go get fixed. That was my idea. It was like I need to get fixed. And yeah, that that's what started my, my, you know, journey to healing. So, you know, went to therapy and went through I had to go through a few to find the one. You know, I've shared all those details, you know, through the seasons. And it was all peaches and cream, right? When I like committed to the journey and I'm healing and I'm growing and I'm learning and all the light bulbs are going off. I'm having all these revelations and my my therapist is helping me to get breakthrough. And of course, you know, Jesus Himself, Jesus and therapy, y'all know how I feel about that. It's like all the things, right? Like I I had such substantial growth, especially between the, the years of 2019 and 2020. I was seeing such growth in regards to my personal development, right? You know, I'm I'm getting all the tools, and I'm my, my emotional toolkit is stacked, right? You know, I've got the things, and though life presents its challenges, I'm good. I, I'm I'm steadfast because I'm doing the work, right. So it was all peaches and cream, especially because I was doing life in a way where I was living alone. I was away, you know, from family and I'm just, you know, doing me right. Living my living my best life. So it was it was all peaches and cream. But the minute I got back to Dothan, bro, it all hit the fan. You know, it all came to a head and I kind of went spiraling because Of how many things were hitting me at once, both mentally, spiritually, physically, relationally. It was a lot happening. And it was testing me in a way where I'm like, Lord, is any of this working? Like, have I not healed at all? What the freak is happening? Like, am I back at ground zero? And I was just in this spiral of hopelessness and despair and grief. Like, oh my gosh. None of this has been worth it. None of it was real. I'm a fraud. I'm an imposter. Like I've talked all this talk and it doesn't work and yada yada yada. It was just a mess, y'all. Um, let me keep it a book with y'all. I was in a really low place, but it was more so because I was having to come to grips with what it really, really, really means for healing to not be linear. And we say that all the time. I've said it a million times. I've posted it. I said these things and heard it over and over and over. Healing is a journey. Healing is not linear. You know, we we see the graphics on social media and it's like, sure, we know that. But living it is so very different. And when I found myself living that kind of just all jumbled up, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm not healing anymore. And I felt like the tests were coming left and right, you know, in one area. Here I am back living with my parents. And now I'm being tested in the very things that I teach other people, right? Like, I believe with all of my heart that I've been, you know, assigned to help people heal from parental wounds. Here I am teaching people how to overcome the pain of a mother wound, yet I'm back living with my mother, having to live this thing out in real time. And y'all, it was bananas because I'm like, wait, here I am becoming the student of my own teaching. There have been so many times where I've, you know, came across some old teachings that I've done and I'm like, oh, this really helped me for where I am right now, you know, or... Uh, having to encourage myself through my own, you know, through my own teachings and the journal that I had for my class and all these different things. I'm like, man, like this, is really, really hard. And I felt like, a, like I said, like, I felt like a fraud. God has had to show me like, no, 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 sis, this is not that like you're in testing. Yes, but it doesn't mean that you aren't healing. The fact that you have these tools and hello, the fact that one of the tools you have is your own teaching. Duh, this shows that you've come so far that you can actually lean on your own stuff. Like, come on fam, like you're good. But man, I was really, really tripping, you know? So that was one way where I was being tested with um, the mother wound stuff, feeling like I was right back, you know, in the state uh, or at least the mental state of the little girl, right, who was wounded and broken and not knowing how to navigate and, and you know, getting back into those people-pleasing ways and getting back into that perfectionism and getting back into that, you know, seeking approval. And I'm like, what is, what is going on? And another way that I was heavily tested was um, in my dating life. And I've seen the memes, right? Like what, what you want, what you won't deal with your romantic relationships will deal with, right? I've seen those memes. And the majority of the time I've been in this healing journey, I've been, you know, single. I haven't really, like, I haven't been in a committed relationship in quite a while. Well, early last year, I had a a dating situation where it was headed to be more serious. It didn't get quite there, but we were on our way there. And um, that situation, oh my God, like, it showed me so much about myself that I was just, not ready to come to terms with because here I am thinking I've overcome all these things, right? I've overcome my attachment issues. I've overcome, you know, some of the ways anxiety shows up for me and I've overcome um seeking approval I've overcome needing to be needed I've overcome all these things right and now I'm in this dating you know situation it wasn't it wasn't a committed relationship that's that's the only reason I say situation we were exclusively dating y'all <laughs> and um man that thing taught me so much because I was like why am I showing up in a way where I am still having attachment issues um if you're not familiar with attachment styles there are four different uh, attachment styles. You have the secure attachment style, which we strive for, right? And then you have the anxious attachment, avoidant dismissive and avoidant fearful. If you have an anxious attachment style like me, oftentimes you will be attracted to or find yourself in relationship with people who have avoidant attachment style, which is just such a dysfunctional dynamic because one is running to and the other one is running away. And there's just this sick cycle of just clashing. So those with anxious attachment styles tend to have a more sensitive nervous system. Maybe they, you know, struggle with communicating their needs directly. When they're triggered, they may act out. And those who are avoidant, these people often downplay the importance of relationship. They are typically extremely self reliant. They can become more vulnerable when there's a big crisis, but they typically aren't. Yeah, that's a little bit about you know how those two attachment styles show up. So when it comes to these particular styles being in relationship together, it looks like this. I'm going to actually like just read this article. It's an article called Why Do the Anxious and Avoidant Attachment Styles Attract Each Other? I'm just going to read some excerpts. I'm just going to skip around. It says, the more the avoidant partner feels smothered and pulls away, the more the anxious partner feels anxiety and fears abandonment the anxiously attached person craves more connection and closeness and feels triggered by the avoidant person pulling away. And that was our dynamic. (laughs) Like, oh my gosh. And it's frustrating and uncomfortable for both parties. And you think you get tired of that. Like it's exhausting for for all parties involved. We find ourselves in these types of dynamics because of our early childhood experiences and the way we were shaped in what love is and what Love feels like all of that, right? And I love, in this article, I love where it says, in a way, our brains are more comfortable with what is familiar than what is pleasant. We are pattern matching creatures. When our brain recognizes the pattern that is familiar, it can identify it. It takes conscious work to break these patterns that have developed over time. By working through our triggers, we heal and can create fulfilling and satisfying relationships that don't involve constantly chasing and being pursued. So the attachment styles and this experience, it was just like in a way shattering for me because yet again, here I am thinking that I've moved so far beyond a certain place in my healing journey yet I'm faced with you know the reality of I'm still in this place or I'm still in that place or I'm still you know struggling with this or or I'm still struggling with that. And like I said, all of these different tests, had me spiraling. And then y'all on top of those things, right? So it's the living with my family and just the testing of living with other people, like living with another person is hard, (laughs) period, period. Like it's hard, especially for someone like me, you know, and you struggle with OCD or, you know, you can't function with clutter or, or whatever your thing is that makes it difficult for you to live with people, like those kinds of things are just going to be hard to navigate, period. That's just life. That's just going to be hard. So on top of these things, right, Is that is the, you know, the dating thing. But then there was also a piece where I felt like it was straight up spiritual warfare. And the thing about warfare is it looks differently for everybody. Satan is not omnipresent, nor is he omniscient. He doesn't know everything. However, he's very crafty because he notices our patterns, right? He studies us. So he knows what could throw us off, right? So warfare looks differently for everybody. And he's very subtle. So here I am thinking that, you know, things are just extra hard. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. No, 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 this is, str- this is more than that. This is spiritual. This is warfare. And Holy Spirit had to reveal that to me in, in some ways, like, you've got to fight this battle, you know, spiritually, because I believe, you know, there was in a way where the enemy was attacking my mind, because, you know, that's the area where I put a lot of effort and intention in, in trying to overcome, you know, mental battles with anxiety and and whatever else it is, Right. I know that Satan was attacking me in a way where it was paralyzing me and, like, not being able to make decisions or, like, sending all these distractions, right? And like I said, just being in this spiral of hopelessness, that is demonic, (laughs) like— we are not supposed to be out here just living hopeless y'all. And there is just these like cycles of pity, right? Like that was straight up warfare. And I had to to remind myself like, yo, like if the enemy is attacking my mind, I've got to, you know, put on the mind of Christ. Let this mind be in me as it is in Christ Jesus, right? I've got to renew my mind. I've got to guard my mind. I've got to manage my thoughts, be intentional about it. Let me think about what I'm thinking about. Let me think on the things that the word tells me to think on. Um, let me conquer this with the word, by the word, because what's not going to happen is is I'm going to, you know, <laughs> let the enemy punk me. <laughs> Hello. No, that's not happening. So it was several different things happening at once that was just like, whoo, this is a lot. And if I'm being honest, that was another reason why I was gone so long, because it's like I I don't have anything to say. I'm just not in the best place right now. <laughs> and I don't know what I'm going to tell these people because I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) But let me get to the good part. What I've learned is this. Once we commit to the healing journey, once we commit to the journey itself, we're never not healing. So, yes, maybe we will experience similar things again, right? But it doesn't mean that the work we're doing is in vain. It doesn't mean that God isn't healing us. It doesn't mean that we're somehow You know, back at square one, we're not at ground zero when these things come up for us, when this testing comes up for us. And when when we see patterns that haven't quite been conquered, that does not mean we're back at, at square one. It's not. And that in itself is a lie from the pit of hell to discourage you from continuing on the journey. So, again, healing is not linear. There is no right way to heal. It just isn't. There is no one way to heal. You know, like, for for instance, I personally believe that everyone could benefit from going to therapy, you know, and therefore everyone should find a therapist, but everybody ain't going to therapy. Like, that's just the truth. Everyone isn't going to go to therapy. That doesn't mean, though, that they aren't actively doing the work to become the best versions of themselves. And that's the goal, right? To always be improving, to always be open to learning and developing. That's the goal. So however one chooses to do that, then OK, let them do that. And wherever you are in that process of self-improvement, be proud, be proud. Holy Spirit really had to deal with me about this. He had to deal with my motivation of healing. My motives were impure in some ways, because like I said in the beginning, when I first started this, I went seeking to be fixed, like someone needs to fix me. And Holy Spirit had to help me understand, girl, you don't need fixing. You are my creation and everything I create is good, Period. You were fearfully and wonderfully created. Before I was ever conceived, God knew me and God saw me as good. And that's the same for you. And it made me realize that the same perfectionism that had me bound when I was broken was now leading me in my healing. And that's just flawed because there is no there. There is no perfect way to heal. I'll never get there. I'll never arrive. We don't ever arrive the journey is the goal. The journey is the destination. And again, we've said these things, but it really has to sink in. And these types of tests have shown me that in real time, the journey is the goal. And I also had to confront the elitism that comes with healing, right? Like there's a bit of, of elitism that comes along when one is enlightened. And this mindset is, I know y'all don't like this word, <laughs> I know we're done with this word, but that mindset is toxic. This idea that the more enlightened you are, that you are in some elite class of humanity. And this mindset will have you being judgmental. It'll have you sitting in the seat of the judge. Who's good? Who's not? Who's doing the work? Who's not? Who's healing? Who's not? It'll also have you judging your former self. The previous versions of yourself, right? Like When you get in this space where you have shed layers of yourself, those but those versions of you got you here though, right? And they deserve your honor. They deserve your respects. And when you find yourself in this place where you feel enlightened in this elite mindset, you then start looking down on who you used to be. And that's just not cool because that previous version of you deserves grace too. We deserve to be gentle with them because that was still you and you were worthy then. You've always been the best you. Our best just looks differently every season, right? Every layer of us, every iteration of us, every version, it looks differently. But we're always being our best, doing our best. So I think we need to sit with that for a moment and realize that regardless of how ugly our past is, when we've had to face that mirror. And see, you know, the, the things that we don't love, whether it's, like, you know, for people like me, that that's, you know, the people pleasing and the codependency and the anxiety, the anxious attachments, all those ugly things that we don't like. You know, we've got to be gentle with who we used to be and allow ourselves the space and the grace to grow and to evolve and to know that there are going to be times where the behavior may reappear. It does not mean we have gone backwards. It's just a moment. It's just a moment in time. It's just a moment in our story. And when those moments come up, give yourself the space to celebrate how you dealt with that moment. Because the fact that you even peeped it, the fact that you even, you know, were aware of what was happening in real time is a reflection of your healing. The fact that you said, you know what, this is my ego. I'm tripping. That, your ability to point it out, And to hold yourself accountable, that is a part of your healing. That's a reflection of how far you've come. You know, like for me when I was dating, I remember us having a conversation and we was like, yo, are we ready for this? Like, are we in a space emotionally where we are? I think the question was like, are we emotionally mature enough for this? Or something like that. And I think we both answered the question like, I'm not sure, but we both agree that we both have the emotional intelligence. We're just not sure if we're at the, the stage of emotional maturity for this. And I had to look back and say, wait a minute. The fact that we were able to even have that conversation that way is a reflection of our healing. Because I promise you, people who are not doing the work are not having conversations like, hmm, are we emotionally mature enough? Someone who wasn't doing the work wouldn't even be able to gauge that in that way, you know? And I had to realize that that even in itself is a reflection of how far we've come, right? And it's like, we can't just be throwing people away, including ourselves, including the former versions of ourselves, just because we're not, you know, where we think we should be or because they are not where you think they should be, right? We just can't be throwing folks away. Yes, have boundaries, right? Like, I'm not going to have someone pull me down because they refuse to do the work, right? Like there is for sure, there are for sure some fine lines in the sand that we have to draw, right? But we have to be very, 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 very careful because we really are all doing the best we can. Please be careful not to allow perfectionism to blind you from the progress you've made. You don't need fixing So, yeah, that's really what I wanted to encourage y'all with like, yo, relax. (laughs) And I know that can be triggering for someone who has anxiety. Like, you don't think I'm not relaxing or I'm not trying to relax? Like, "Ah, I've tried. I've tried. I know. I get it. I get it. I really, really, really do. But give yourself a break, yo. Like, bruh, you are doing the best you can. Like, legit. If you knew how to figure that situation out, you would have figured it out, right? Like if you knew how to respond perfectly, you would have, but you didn't. And it's okay because we're humans. And like, I really want us to embrace the truth that Jesus sees us the same, fam. Wherever you are on your journey, God sees you the same. The broken version of you, the wounded version of you, the bitter and resentful version of you, the avoidant version of you, the the anxious version of you, like God sees you the same. Right. So whether you are in this healed space or not, he still sees you as good. He sees you as loved. He sees you as worthy. Period. And I hope that that would encourage you to settle in your being and to take the focus off of your doing. Because who you are is good. Period. So my closing reminders are this. Number one, nothing is wrong with you. You are not fundamentally flawed. Like, I think that should be an affirmation for you. I challenge you to write it down and repeat it. If you're struggling with this, you know, and you're in your healing journey and you feel that it's not worth it, you've been super discouraged and like, you know, you've wasted your money on therapy or whatever, I encourage you to affirm yourself. Say it like this. Nothing is wrong with me. I am not fundamentally flawed. That should be your affirmation for this week. Nothing is wrong with me. I am not fundamentally flawed. Another reminder, stop treating yourself like a project. You are not a project. You are a human, a complex human full of exper full of experiences, full of desires, full of ambitions, full of gifts and talents. You are complex. You come with a lot. A lot has shaped you, but there's so much more ahead. So chill on acting like you are a project that needs to be fixed and chipped away at. Chill on that. <laughs> and again, Last reminder, wherever you are on your journey, God sees you as the same. You are created in his image. And if you are what houses Holy Spirit, if you are where God chooses to abide, right? Because the Holy One, (laughs) the creator of the world, chooses to live within us when we invite him in. So if our being is enough for God to abide in, then clearly we're worthy, right? Like we are loved. We're good. So we can relax in that. I hope this encourages you to keep on going. Like you're not broken, fam. You're whole. You're good. You're in a healthy space. It's okay. So yeah, be you and be okay with being you. I think when we embrace that, we can relax in just being. All right. So let's get on to brownie points This is segment where we take some time to appreciate um, the amazing things that we have done recently. It's just to give ourselves a pat on the back in order to take some attention off of, you know, all of the things that we didn't get done or to take the attention off of the to-do list that still has things to be completed. Now, in this moment, we are going to find the victories, even the small victories, even the small wins are worth celebrating. You're worth celebrating. so. What's your brownie point? This week, I'm giving myself brownie points for posting on TikTok three weeks in a row consistently. Like, content creation, y'all, is so hard. I have mad respect for influencers, for social media creators. Like, it's hard. So being consistent with content, 21 days may not sound like a lot, but bruh. For me, I video content, not just like graphics or posts, but showing my face, talking, bruh. I'm proud. (laughs) I'm so so freaking proud. Um, so yeah, what's your thing? What's your what's your small win or big win? If you got a promotion, I'm proud of you. Um, if you save more money this week, proud of you. Um, if you drank more water this week, proud of you, whatever it is, celebrate yourself. Just take a moment to reflect and and be like, yeah, you did that. You did that. Lately, what I've been doing, my my friend Nikki in Chicago, she encouraged me to do this. She encouraged me to write letters to myself. And I started doing that, and man, it's been really, really powerful. I know, you you know how it is. We can be our own worst critics, but me writing letters to myself lately has been really powerful. Like, oh man, you you be doing so much better than you think you are. Like, So when you write it out, it, it's just powerful to see it. Like, yeah, I'm really proud of you. And even telling yourself that is so powerful. Like, I'm proud of you. So yeah, be proud of yourself. All right, y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in to another episode of Shades of Brown. I hope that you would share this podcast, follow, whether you're listening on Apple or Spotify. Thank you for your support. Please follow me on social media, Instagram and Facebook at B and TikTok Mother Wound Healer. And um, please check out the link in my bio where you can find Shades of Brown merch, where you can find Shades of Brown podcast consulting, and where you can find the group Healing from a Mother Wound. We have incredible content in there. We are a beautiful community of people who are just trying to heal. And it's really, really encouraging and really supportive to have other folks along with you in the journey. Um, So if you want to join, you can find the link in my bio. Or just go directly to Facebook and search Healing from a Mother Wound. And anything else that I got going on, you can check out my bio as well. I hope your week has started off phenomenally and I hope that you continue having an amazing week. And I leave you with this. I hope that you be well. I hope that you love well. And I hope that you be loved well. You deserve that. All right, y'all. Bye.